Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Ernest Man Show. Wherever you may be in this world. Just a quick message on how you can win a fabulous prize. After listening to an episode, simply go to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and go to the Discuss comment section below the episode. Leave a comment. That's it. It's that simple. Within a week, if a winner is chosen, you possibly could be a winner of a fabulous prize. Okay, well, it's it's not a car or a boat, but then again, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. So, what are you waiting for? You've got a good chance, and you can say anything you like. So, that's my message. Now, let's go to the show. Episode 98. Planning a little travel or camping before summer's end? Listen to this first. I'm sure it's probably the case that at some time in your life, you have heard the statement that uh, people are innately social creatures. And judging from the numbers and the statistics of what's going on involving the great outdoors, well, it would uh, certainly seem to support that notion. On the other hand, when you see what is going on, what's been going on lately, I would say particularly in the last three to five years, is unprecedented. This is above and beyond the, the normal uh, vacations and the normal campings and so forth that we've had in the past. There's something different about this. I remember um, just recently that there was a uh, news bulletin. I can't remember the source, but it was just pointing out that um, all of the state parks are booked basically beyond capacity for this season. They said it's just been absolutely crazy. And they speculated that, well, this is probably due to people being pent up because of uh, COVID and for various other reasons that were almost in a, a semi-lockdown-ish kind of state. Oh, people feeling antsy, feeling like they, they got to get out. They have to bond with nature, I suppose. But as is uh, usually the case with me, I wanted to look at this from a, a different angle. 
And, uh, you know, I feel as though uh, there's some things going on here that don't seem to exactly add up. Let me give you a couple of examples here, if I may. Um, from a historical point of view, there's a story about the frontiersman Daniel Boone saying that when he was able to see the smoke from the chimney of his nearest neighbor, he knew it was time to move again to some place less crowded. So, when you consider that argument versus the evidence that there are all these people doing all this um, camping and um, the great outdoors and all the places, the famous places and even the not-so-famous places, state parks, I mean, you name it, they're they're full, to, they're full beyond capacity. <clears throat> but you heard what Daniel Boone said all that time ago. And um, then you've got the argument, like I said, that uh, we're supposed to be social creatures. But uh, I have a different take on this. My take is that it is actually a reaction which at this time, like so many other things, they are trying to accomplish something that has its own level of built-in absurdity. That is to say, if you know a ship is sinking, then the smart thing to do is to try to get in a lifeboat. The problem is, if everybody else is aware of this, then it makes the whole thing patently crazy because instead of doing anything in a organized manner, everybody thinking for themselves, they all rush the lifeboats all at once and then pandemonium ensues and you could end up in a situation where, well, a whole lot of the lifeboats are not used and a whole hell of a lot of people drowns that could have been saved. So, what I see it as something different, and I'm going to tell you another reason why. I really like that statement and that sentiment by Boone I can identify with it myself. And the thing is, the whole idea, now again, I know I'm talking what maybe if I'm talking about something 20, 30 years ago, that depending on your age, that's ancient history. I, I understand that. But history does have many reasons and many purposes and actually, quite often, it has a great deal of utility. So just hear me out on this. Um, for two major reasons, it was, at that time, 
a uh, hundred times more fun to do that than today. One is cost. It was cheap. I mean, you know, if you had a if you had a car or hell for that matter, even if you just had a van, um, if you had a little more money, you could maybe have a tow behind. But you didn't need you really didn't need all that. Some people just you know packed a small car and set up tents and slept on the ground. They were perfectly content with that. So there was all different levels and different ways that you could do this. But here's what I noticed after all these years. Here is the striking and the key differences. One, again, if you're going to do any of the camping or if you have even a small RV or anything of that nature, it costs. In some places, it costs a lot. But what makes the whole thing bad, what makes it unpleasant, is quite simply the sheer number of people. So what's ended up happening is you have uh, a whole lot of people, many, many, many more people, that there used to be who have the same idea and then the problem is is that you know if you have even a small you know a van or something of that nature and you think that you're going way far out because the idea actually is you're trying to get away from people <laughs> That's the truth. Most folks are actually trying to get away with people, from people. I do not subscribe to the idea, nor do I agree with it, and there's several reasons, but I don't subscribe to the idea that humans are naturally social creatures. Um... I think that um, with our bigger brains and everything, I think that mankind, humans, are very planned and opportunistic socializers. But that's actually maybe a topic for, you know, another time. <clears throat> but I just wanted to stipulate with this that everything that uh, that we're being told that all these people are doing this for that very reason it's like well they they want to be with nature and they they want to reconnect and recharge their batteries and and plus you know the bonding with people thing well i don't i don't believe that i believe what it is is the frustration of living in this this techno world and yeah people if they had their own you know their own land their own spot um 
they would probably choose to have a much simpler life. But the fact is, you know, 95% or 98%, whatever it may be, don't. They don't have this. And having your your postage stamp of a house, <clears throat> even if you're one of the lucky ones that can even afford that, but having that postage stamp of the house with a, uh, you know, 25 by 25 foot postage stamp of a lawn in the front and a, I don't know, a 50 by 20 strip of little yard in the back. Um, that's not country living, <laughs> especially when you're boxed in with, you know, houses all around you. Um, I think people are really sensitive to this. I know I am. And uh, so ironically, despite what the so-called experts may say, I don't follow that for a minute. I think it's the opposite case is true that they are fleeing, <laughs> you know, except for maybe very close family members. Um, they're actually fleeing and trying to get away, if only for a few days, from the forced um, suburbia or whatever it may be. But then they're finding out what's what the problem is there is that, well, guess what? It's like everything else, when everybody else has the same idea, everybody does it all at the same time. <laughs> Just... You know, it's like uh, they talk about, for instance, if you people were, you know, uh, for example, uh, considering moving to the Pacific Northwest, say in uh, the Portland area or something like that. And you can have people who are who are, uh, you know, natives or if not native that have lived here for a long time. And I have lived here for a long time. Um, but you can have either or of those groups just to just just endlessly tell you how wonderful Oregon is, especially they highlight that, say, if you live in Portland or Salem or Eugene, um, well, especially Sal I'd say Salem or Portland, uh, but either in either case, that it's one of the few places that, depending on the time of the year, I mean, you can, within two hours in, in either direction, you can be in high desert doing whatever it is you do in the high desert, and which is the western part of the state, or you could be, you know, surfing on the coast or, you know, by the Pacific Ocean. And to, you know, because it's cooler there when it's the high heat, of the summer and and all that and to a certain extent that's true um that is let's say technically true <laughs> but here's what you find what you find is once again yeah whenever it's those ideal times like if we're gonna have a heat wave say in salem or portland and you know we're gonna have unprecedented heat which is Anything like 90 degrees and above is seriously hot for the summertime here. 
and you know pushing it beyond that is is just ridiculous so those who can afford it in their lives they you know to cool off they head to the coast and that's the thing there's only so many roads which lead to the coast and as soon as you try to do that particularly on the weekend you can forget it because those roads go it's at least an hour or more to get to the coast that's with normal driving that's not when it's backed up with a million cars and guess what they're all headed to the coast and we're only talking um you know a one one or two lanes each direction depending on where you're at it's not a steady two lanes all the way for good parts of it it, it narrows down it funnels down to one lane so it's on again, off again. So, I mean, it can be real unpleasant. Again, you're trying just like 5 million other people because the point is, is that when every, when somebody, when they do something, everybody does it at the same time. And not to mention the fact that even once you finally get to one of those towns, Say if you're visiting, um, you know, Newport or Lincoln City, you know, or something like that, um, they're packed. It's not pleasant to, to, to go anywhere. I mean, on the strip, on the coast, going anywhere. It's absolutely packed with people. So the thing is, what I'm trying to say is by <laughs> bigger argument is that constantly you can't get away from the people, the masses of the people. And the difference that um, was uh, 20, 30 years ago was that it, was, it wasn't a tenth as bad as it, it is um, today. So <clears throat> now, maybe wherever you may be, um, whatever part of this country, but if there's something that is the equivalent of what I'm talking about, of what I'm trying to express here, is that I think, um, I believe that it gives uh, credence to my theory that um you know people are desperately they're seeking some solitude and they're not easily finding it i mean you can find it but then it's become such a chore that it kind of ruins the whole idea of the trip in the first place i mean i have done this several times in the last few years and um the fact is is the trip going to where it is wherever it is you want to go is unpleasant because it's back-to-back -back you know bumper to bumper traffic and you get there and there's a billion people <laughs> i mean you know this this is a place we're talking about places that just 20 years ago would 
there would have been no one there. I mean, it's it's that bad. But the thing is, um, it's my belief that people really are trying to escape. And now what's happening is, I think, slowly the realization is setting in that it's rapidly becoming something once again that is being moved to the uh, to the exclusivity of the rich because most common folks you know they only have so much of a budget and um, they get corralled and that's that's what I've witnessed. I don't know what you're experiencing, but that's what I've witnessed. And I've even given it a name. I call it the Great Disconnect because that's what I see people doing in so many different ways. But in this particular case, we're talking about when people are simply trying to enjoy the outdoors. And I believe a big part of that enjoyment is the solitude that comes with it. Or if it's just, say, you and your, either as a couple or as a small group, you know, maybe four or five people at most. And uh, I believe that people, they actually, they need that. They need that kind of uh, separation, um, especially when right now the way we live is um, you, it's, it's, it's all this endless talk endlessly involving basically issues of, you know, social cohesion and, you know, diversity and, you know, uh, all this, everything unifying and just one me message that we've been uh, force-fed and bludgeoned ad nauseum with. And I think that even if it's just on an intuitive level, that people are saying, you know, fuck this, I'm I'm sick of this. <laughs> I need to, uh, me and the wife, girlfriend, what have you, you know, we, we, we want to go off and do our own thing and not with the Joneses and we don't want to wave and say hi to the Joneses who are, you know, 25 feet across from us in in their little space and in, in, in the woods. And it's just, and, um, I believe what it is, is perhaps a, a feeling that many people may have, at least I know that I have, that we have collectively turned the corner on something and uh, 
without some very, very big changes and occurrences that need to happen, that um, things are not going to be as they were in even something as simple as just wanting to take a trip out into a state park or whatnot. Um, and the other factor, as far as that's concerned, is population. This is a symptom of what I have talked about for quite some time that you got to remember <clears throat> um, since I was a teenager the world has more than well the world and then in the US if I just even if I just limit this to the US alone it's more than doubled the population has more than doubled. So quite literally, it's not, you know, it's not an old man's imagination. You know, I'm not saying, yeah, I remember when I was your age and no, 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 no. I mean, because you're putting more than actually more, more than twice as many people into the same activity again all at the same time you have to understand that any system any particularly natural systems that's the whole idea of going out to this because it is a it is an environment it's a natural system but it can only absorb so many beings so many organisms at once that's a fact. That is simply the way of nature. So if they have, um, say, a given, you know, species of, I don't know, bird, a small bird, let's say, out in the wild, and for whatever reasons, uh, this particular year, or maybe possibly two years in a row, they have an, an absolute extreme bumper crop as in way too many of a given variety of birds then there will be a calling of that herd so to speak whether it's done done through predators or some kind of uh disease but it's it it is it as a system as a life system if you want to call it that it, there is a perfect example of a yin and yang. But the difference here with humans is that that is not the case. See, and that is contrary, once again, this is contrary to nature. And if we just keep going on and on and on, um... Eventually, the systems just begin to fail us. They just begin to, you know, cut us out. You know, for instance, um, 
the entire water crisis that's going on with Lake Mead. That that doesn't take a a water hydrologist or a geologist to figure out. There's way way too many people that have been artificially supported through technology for quite some time. But that population, even in and of itself, did not remain static. It has only increased an ungodly amount. And then you end up with system collapse. It's where, you know, if, uh, you know, nature, the systems of nature, just they just look at you and just say, you know what? Fuck it. I give up. Whatever. <laughs> and that's... That's it. <clears throat> and then we, through the, again, the machinations of, of this, you know, the stupidity of the six o'clock news or talking heads, the, the, you know, the mouth is just a jar. The common people, they just all stand around like complete, you know, that look of being an imbecile. And they just, and that, that look, the, you know, the open mouth is what? I, I thought that. I thought just like resources were just like endless and that did no planning and 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 this this no no that's that's why there's actually that's why there's just so many problems currently in the world and in western society because that's that is that is childlike thinking but the only way you could keep this childlike system going is people have to be conditioned from the cradle to the grave that nothing as far as resources are concerned nothing can inconvenience them for a second and I'm talking now about the people here in the West, whereas people in other parts of the world, you know, still, even to this day, can't imagine, relatively speaking, how well we live, but it comes at a tremendous cost. And now, even with us, the gears are grinding and slowing down, and people have that Ken and Barbie reaction where they're just standing mouth, mouth agape, the eyes looking, and it's just, well, what, what do I do now? There's no, there's no more, you know, there's no more khakis at the mall. They're, they're out of my size. Oh my God, this is a crisis. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, vast majority of us. We don't even begin to know what crisis is. So that's what I mean. People, people just wanting to go out and depressurize, you know, enjoy nature, the outdoors, you know, all that, all that jazz. And then the, the sadness of, well, you can't even do that. And why can't you do that? Because 
there are 50 million people, again, all trying to do it too. And that is what makes that so damn unpleasant. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a damned if you do and damned if you don't situation. And once again, people, they don't like that. Folks don't like that. They don't like not having choices. They, especially uh, depending on their age, you know, if you're in your 30s, um, early 30s, mid 40s, which would still be younger than me, but even these folks are beginning to understand, hey, this what this this isn't the life, you know, of, of when I was a teenager, or this isn't how when I was 18. Nope. That was if that was depending on your age, it may have been 12, 14, 15 years ago. And nope, it's not. And if you think that's something, talking about when things were better, it's not like I'm an 80-year-old guy or anything, but I'm just saying I could tell you when things were 10 times better than, than this. <laughs> In other words, you, you know, you think you think you've got it bad by comparison? You don't know anything. <laughs> so that's what makes it, you know, the older you are, the more depressing it is. But I call it the great disconnect because it's very strange. It's um it's like this um this pressure valve, people have traditionally always used doing this uh, this kind of thing as a, you know, a pressure valve. Because people need that. I mean, they do. And then what happens if the pressure valve is stuck? That they can't even enjoy that the idea being that for instance if you were just doing a more you know a simple thing and you've got a big enough car and you're you know hell even i don't know tent camping or something but you know anything for the most moderate thing i'm not talking uh someone with a you know a 40 foot rv or you know that that kind of thing i'm just talking about regular you know, average Joe that's doing this. But the what I'm saying is, is that <clears throat> if you come back like a few days, a week later, something like that, if you come back home and you're actually, instead of being kind of refreshed and, and you know, feeling better, you know, if you're coming back and you're more exhausted or you're more beat up or whatever than when you left, I think that's a pretty clear indication that something's wrong. <laughs> that's my opinion.
Before I wrap things up, I just wanted to give you this little message about the contest. When you go to my website at theearnestmanshow.com and go on the comment section, you can actually leave a comment about anything you want whatsoever. After all, this show is not about me, it's about you. And I really want to know what it is you want to talk about. So please, fill something out, let me know exactly what you want to talk about, and that is exactly what we will talk about. Other than that, all I can say is, I hope you had a good day today, and I hope we all have a better day tomorrow. Take care.
things up, I just wanted to give you this little message about the contest. When you go to my website at theearnestmanshow.com and go on the comment section, you can actually leave a comment about anything you want whatsoever. After all, this show is not about me, it's about you. And I really want to know what it is you want to talk about. So please, fill something out, let me know exactly what you want to talk about, and that is exactly what we will talk about. Other than that, all I can say is, I hope you had a good day today, and I hope we all have a better day tomorrow. Take care.